0: Hey everyone. Welcome back to another episode of these are the valleys. Bruh, we are getting close to episode 30. Like, we are getting so close. I'm so grateful. Like, we have well passed the half year mark going into seven months of doing this thing. So, oh, glory to God. Y'all already know it's not even me. But today's topic, we are talking about contentment and staying in our own lane. And I feel like this is something that was really hard for me to really, really learn what that looks like in my walk and with my somewhat overachiever tendencies and so let's start with contentment and then we'll go into staying in our own lane so contentment is very very hard to achieve in the flesh I feel like you have to truly see things with a bird's eye view to get contentment do you know what I mean Okay, so this last week, let me just say yesterday, really, yesterday I was talking to God, spending time with God, and he just really brought me to this place of, like, pure gratitude, joy, and praise, like, I was like, man, God, you've really, like, kept your girl, man, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you have really kept me for whatever reason, for whatever reason you see fit, you have decided to keep me. So, I'm just so grateful that he's brought me this far, that he's brought me through the valley. I feel like I'm still in the valley, but um, I'm used to it. I'm, I'm content. I'm happy here. Like, this is enough. This is enough. And, oh, we, y'all, God is really... <laughs> so, yesterday... I was bawling my my eyes out, thanking God for the provision that he's given me through this job. And I told y'all I'm a server, which isn't like a super sexy job. But God's really brought me to this place of understanding that his favor can be in the most unsexy places. Like his grace, his will is not always this big extravagant show. Other people can sometimes look at my life and be like, oh, you need to this, you need to that, you need to that, because they assume where I'm at is not enough for it to be God's grace, for it to be God's favor, for it to be God's will. And that really bothers me, like, and I feel like it really bothers God, like, it really, really does, because how dare you tell me and indirectly tell him where I'm supposed to be? How? How can you look over at me and be like in my life, yeah, you need to really get on your this and that and you need to do that. You need to listen. i talk to God, baby. I talked to him. He talked to me if he had any grievances or anything that I'm doing and he does have a few grievances, but um, I would know them. I would be aware of them. He would make me aware of them. And so I think that one of the first things that I want to address is external contentment, okay? External contentment. Actually, let's come back to external contentment. Let's go to internal contentment first because you can't really achieve external contentment until you achieve internal contentment. External contentment starts with being real about your reality, being real about your reality, I can't stand the kinds of Christians where it's like the house could be burning down, your dog done drown in a river, your, your car don't work, like just the craziest circumstance. I'm blessed and highly favored. And you see the pain in their eyes. Like <laughs> listen, baby, it's not that. And it's okay. I saw a TikTok where a girl was talking about why do Christians not Why have we done away with the practice of lamenting, which is like the practice of feeling sorrowful, of grieving, of mourning and wailing and putting on sackcloth and and ashes and ripping our shirts like they did in the Old Testament. You know what I mean? Like we have gotten away for feeling sorry for ourselves. I would like to suggest that lamenting or feeling sorry for yourself is not always a bad thing. And I think we've talked about this. Many episodes ago, y'all go back and listen to previous episodes if you haven't caught up. But being real about where you are and being able to take that to God, like that's the first thing that's going to help you to come to contentment. So let's talk about like what that does for you internally. And then we'll talk about how that transitions to your external contentment. So internal contentment will then come from, okay, this is my reality. God, if you have placed me here. God, if you want me here, God, if you need me here, I have to find a way to look at my reality, see it for what it is, and then see it for how you see it. And I think that it literally has to be a process like that, because I don't think that let me let me speak for myself. I did not go about the process in any other way. And I'm not sure that I could have arrived at my destination in any other way. Where I first had to see my situation, really take the time to mourn, lament, grieve. And that's that period where I was mad at God like weeks ago. Then it came, okay, I accept my reality. Now I'm taking it to God. Then came that, remember I told y'all I was submitting my feelings to God. Cool. Then came. Seeing the situation, how God sees it. And this one took, I would say, it took almost as much time as it took for me to grieve. Like these two periods for me personally were very, very similar in length and depth. Um, And so seeing the situation, how God sees it, I really had to understand that there is no place too low for God's favor to reach you. There is no place too low for God's grace to reach you. You know, and so it can be in the situations, in the things that look the most um, displeasing or unfortunate to some people, for it to for God to really do what He needs to do in you. So I was reading about uh, Hosea, Hosea and his wife Gomer. God told Hosea to go marry a promiscuous woman, and she was going to cheat on him. Y'all, this is in Hosea chapter one. Chapter three, go read them. He told her to, uh, or he told Hosea to marry her and that she was going to cheat on him. She had three kids by him and then went and cheated on him. Then God turned around and said, oh, go back and go pay for your wife because she willingly went into a prostitution ring, y'all. Yeah, yeah. People can look at Hosea. And be like, there's no way that that's God's will for your life. You need to go to therapy. You need to divorce your wife. You need to. Uh, I got a cousin. I got a friend I could hook you up with. You need to go on a date with them instead. Well, if she cheating, you need to get your lick back. You need. To... And like people will really sit here and tell you what to do with your life when you are following the instructions that God gave you. And so. Internal contentment has to come from realizing you're exactly where God wants you to be at. You are doing what God wants you to do. Now, only you know that's between you and God. But if you truly believe in your heart that you are following God's guidance, God's will, God's plans, God's directions and instructions for your life, then you don't have to answer to nobody. And what is there to not be content about? Because then you need to start addressing your idols. What is it it, that's leading you to make, what's, what's leading you to believe that the situation that you're in is not God honoring. If God told you to be in there, or what is leading you to believe that the situation that you're in is not a good one. If God told you to be in there, because then sometimes your idol is, is your, um, your reputation, Oh, well, everybody know me around school as like an honor student. And, you know, I graduated Magna Cum Laude and, you know, I was real. I was real well to do. Like, I don't understand how I could be a server two years after graduation. Never held a nine to five job with a salary. And, and it, you know what I mean? For me, I had to break down the idol of reputation. I had to break down the idol of, of financial success in what I understood it as. And that breakdown that I had to go through, that humbling, really is what it was. I had to humble myself, brought me to a lowly state where it's like, "Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> like I'm okay. Like, when I really survey the land, the fact that I truly feel like God is proud of me and that God y'all, I could really cry right now, but like how important is to me that God is proud of me like that is so so important to me and I want it God wants it to be important to you like I want it to be important to you but more than anything God wants it to be important to you to please him to make him proud like y'all this has got to be the first and foremost thing and when that is the first and foremost thing that internal contentment will come because you will realize that as long as you're doing god's will you should be content you should be content because your number one priority is checked off if your number one is priority is checked off, everything else will fall in line Seek you first the kingdom of god all these other things will be added into you like come on guys we really got to reevaluate our our priorities and really be honest with ourselves. And if you have a hard time being honest with yourself, which honestly I had a hard time being honest with myself, I didn't realize how prideful of a person I was until this year. But you sometimes have to go to God and ask God to show you you. Like sometimes you got to be like God, I think I'm doing just fine. Like show me where I could do better, and all of a sudden like things will start surfacing. And and so. Going back to the point of contentment, like it's not until you truly realize what your priority is and that your priority needs to shift that when that priority shifts and you get in alignment with, okay, as long as God's proud of me, boom, there's nothing that could take you out of that except you. If you sit here and continuously, you know, um, disobey God or you allow, uh, the enemy to get in your head and shame because listen, guys. When I say that God is proud of me, it's not to say that I'm living a perfect sin free life. That's not humanly possible. okay? but what's what I am saying about God being proud of me and what it looks like for God to be proud of me is that I am continuously seeking after him. I'm continuously working with him, talking to him, staying in a relationship with him, going to him, praying, spending time like these are the things that really are building our relationship where he can be proud of me. You know what I mean? Cool. So the internal contentment. When, when God is proud of you and when that's your number one goal, like you're going to be straight. Let me just let me just end it off right now. You're going to be straight. Um. So external, external contentment. Okay. So I feel like it's real hard to get external contentment before your internal contentment. So for me, it went internal to external. So the external came after I was at a point where it was, it was like, wow, God's proud of me. Recently, I had a family member find out that I was a server and basically asked me those existential questions. So what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your degree? Why don't you go back to school and get your master's, blah, blah, blah. But the piece that I found, y'all, like the piece that I found after that line of questioning was like undeniable because before that would have sent me like spiraling like, oh God, why am I so unsuccessful? But it's like, because my metric of success had changed internally. I don't care what anybody has to say. I don't care what anybody's asking. I don't care what anybody thinks. And that moment for me was just like this, this beautiful moment of confirmation and external contentment where it's like, wow, I really don't care how I show up in the world. I care about how I show up at the throne. Come on, Holy Spirit. I don't care how I show up in the world as long as I'm showing up at the throne. I don't care what y'all got to say, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so it's not necessarily about like not caring about people or just being so self absorbed. No, no, no. But it's really about being secure in your assignment, being secure in where God has placed you and knowing that what God has blessed, no man can curse. Hello? God said in John 15, I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abide in me and I in you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. All I'm worried about is bearing the fruit of the vine that I'm connected to. And if that's your metric of success, the external circumstances can't ever change that. Because as long as you continue to seek ye first the kingdom of God, you don't have nothing to worry about. Because we all know God is provider, God is a comforter, God is a healer, God is a protector. So if he's all those things and we continue to stick with him, we don't have to worry about anything else. Everything else will fall into line. Everything else will get in place. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's what I learned about contentment this week, um, or or you know, finally feel like I'm I'm sealing up that end this week and it's a beautiful place to be. Ooh, it's a beautiful place to be. I haven't been in a place of contentment in a minute. And it feels darn good. Like, I will say that it feels darn good. You don't have to be happy to be content. Let me just say that as well. You don't have to be happy waking up everyday birds chirping to be content with life. That's nice as well. That's nice as well. But to be content is to me is to say, okay, God, this is enough for me. This is enough for me. And it's not to get complacent. And you could talk to God about what that looks like for you. The The balance between contentment and complacency. You need to find that as well, because you don't want to get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm never going to achieve everything, anything ever again. Like, I'm just going to chill here and be a cyber forever. Because I feel like, ooh, let me just say this. When you are truly in a place of constantly obeying God's instruction and direction, it's hard for you to get to a place of complacency. Because the the priority is not on the destination. It's on the journey and the direction to get wherever God is placing you. Okay, so now let's talk about staying in your own lane. Because contentment and staying in your own lane are directly correlated. If you fail to stay in your own lane, you will never be content. If you fail to be content, you will never stay in your own lane. So, <laughs> yeah. So staying in my own lane. God... Mm hmm. So I think it really came after that line of questioning from that family member where it was like, oh, I'm cool where I'm at. And I really had to sit there and think it wasn't like an existential crisis spiral, but it really gave me a moment to reflect on where I'm at. And I'm like, man, my journey is very different from what I thought it was going to be. I have not had a nine to five job since graduating. And I'm really okay with that. Like, I really don't know if the nine to five lifestyle is for me. I like having time to randomly Bible study in the middle of the day when I hear about an interesting person of the Bible that I don't remember reading about. I like being able to just get caught up in worship if I need to. I like being able to pick up and call my friend and go hang out with them if I feel like they need to pick me up or if I need to pick me up or this and that. I like that. I really like that. <laughs> and so I don't know that what culture tells us is the only way to success is my version of success. I don't know that. And so coming to conclude coming to that conclusion was dang near a year long process for me like dang near. In the beginning my season started my valley season really started last year. Y'all know that. And that's when I was really struggling, trying to fight, claw, tooth and nail to get a nine to five job. And that's when God told me I don't need no job. Then after that, I started taking like little odd jobs, side jobs, blah, blah, blah. Cool. But I was thinking they were in between jobs till I got this nine to five. Then God gave me a dream, a prophetic dream that I was going to be working at this nonprofit organization, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, bet this is going to be my nine to five job. Get the job and it's a contractor position as needed basis, which is like one to two times a week. It is not a nine to five job. It is not at all what I envisioned it to be. And so God just continues to like break down this expectation, this empty desire that I have to, well, had to have a nine to five job. And why I call it an empty desire is because when I really look at it, like at the root of it. At the root of it, y'all, is like this desire to please other people, this desire to do what other people tell me I need to do versus doing what I actually feel like is best for me. If you've ever met me, I'm a very spontaneous, sporadic kind of individual, very creatively minded. I don't think a nine to five job and me are compatible. (laughs) Like That type of wake up, stay there the entire day, come home, fight traffic eat a meal, watch one TV show and go to sleep. I just truly don't think that I would enjoy it. (laughs) Uh. Okay. I don't think that I would enjoy it. And so I've had to realize that staying in my own lane for me was very untraditional and it was going to be something that disappointed other people. But because I have that contentment, I can stay in my own lane. Do you get what I'm saying? I think that if you're having trouble with staying in your own lane, if you're having trouble with constantly comparing your life to other people's lives, contentment may be something you need to ask God to bestow upon you. It may be something you really need to ask God to help you deal with because you don't have it. I realize that when I look at people's stories and stuff on Instagram now, I don't have a yearning to have what they have. Yeah, you got an apartment, cool, but you also got bills. Like that's that bird's eye view of the lanes. Like there is no as, as great profit. Germaine Cole once said, there's no such thing as a life that's better than yours. Okay. No such thing. No such thing. Because when you start looking at other people's lanes, if God could give you a bird's eye view of other people's lanes, you might just find some contentment in your own. Hello, somebody? Because you don't know what other people are going through. You don't know what that lifestyle that you're praying for would give you. What if God gave you everything you pray for? Would you even be happy? Would you even be whole? Would you even be using the gifts and skills that he gave you? Would you be impacting other people? Would you be glorifying his name? Would you steward it well? Like be for real with yourself. Be for real. Because that nine to five job, I would have fumbled that bag. Not even gonna hold you. I'd be mad calling my friend every day. I'm so tired of this job. I don't want to be here no more. All of that. All that. I would have been miserable. Absolutely miserable. So I say all this to say. Talk to God. Go back to him, ask him to show you the areas of your life that you are discontent in and ask him to show you how to be content. I think sometimes when we go to God, we just be like, God, I'm sad and then walk away. But we don't ask God, God, why am I sad? Like he don't know everything, like he don't have all the answers. God, how can I not be sad anymore? Like he don't have strategy, like he don't have wisdom. Like he hasn't lived a human life before. Come on now, don't play with him. And that's on JC. (laughs) That's on JC. That's on Mary's little lamb. Hello? So, yeah, y'all. I say all that to say, go to God. Please, make make it something that you really yearn for. Like, yearn for contentment in your life. Remember to keep God first as your number one priority and your number one, like, let that be, make pleasing God your number one mission in life. Make that your number one mission, because at the end of the day, when I see God face to face, I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, period. That's that's my life goal. That's what I want out of life. So yeah, y'all, I love y'all. I hope this helped y'all in some way, shape or form. I'll talk to y'all next week, God willing. Leave a rating, leave a review. Hit me up on Instagram at the Jasmine Cambridge. And yeah, I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet, y'all, but for now... These are the valleys. Bye.